0: When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply.
1: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church one church in global locations to find out more about bishop foreman and harvest church visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769 remember to love god love people and love life
0: So let's make our confession of faith together. It's on the screens. Let's say it together, everybody. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Say, Lord, Stay standing with me for just a moment. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. This is a letter the Apostle Paul is writing to the churches, or the church, rather, at Galatia. And Paul has a really interesting relationship with them because Paul births them out and they get sidetracked. They get sidetracked because they start listening to some people who don't know what they're talking about. An attack against you always begins with a conversation. Touch the name and say, be careful who you're talking to. See, you may think it's innocent, but God says this was a satanic attack just launched against you. It happened in the scriptures and it happened in the church of Galatia. They started talking to these people that were called Judaizers, said Judaizers. Paul would preach one thing, and they'd come behind Paul and say, Well, it's actually this. Got it? And that can sometimes happen in churches, and so it's the role of a leader to squash any rebellion. It's the role of a leader to shut that down. That's what Paul's doing in the book of Galatians. He's shutting down rebellion. He's shutting down foolery. He's shutting down foolishness. And then he starts reminding them of something they have. He says, you've been filled with the Spirit, and he says, the way I got to get you focused, because Paul says, I can't be there with you physically all the time. He said, I can't be there to supervise you all day, every day. So he says, you've been filled with the Spirit, and with the filling of the Spirit, there's some fruit that should come forth out of your life that's going to keep you from getting sidetracked. Somebody say, I'm filled with the Spirit, and I can't be sidetracked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he says, He says. so I, there's some fruit you should see that's going to keep you from being sidetracked. Because essentially Paul said, I can't spend my days birthing you out over and over and over and over again. So he said, let me remind you of what you've been filled with. So here we are in Galatians chapter 5. You've got context. So now he says, here's the fruit of the Spirit. Say the fruit. That means the results. It's love, which means if you're filled with the Spirit, it's going to be hard to hate. Even when you set up yourself and you're committed to hate. It's joy. Somebody say joy. Joy Joy is inconsequential of your circumstances. Then peace. Say peace. Long suffering. Say patience. Kindness. Look at the name. Say be nice. It is impossible to be filled with the spirit and be a. Deuteronomy 22.10. Put that up for them in the King James Version so the church can read it. Just so you know what I'm talking about. I want you all to read it for yourselves. Deuteronomy 22.10, King James Version. They're going to put it up for you. Watch what it says. Touch the name and say, don't be this. Don't be this. One, two, ready, read. Thou shalt not plow. Don't be that. Back to Galatians 5.22, New King James. Goodness. Watch this. Faithfulness. In other words, consistency. You're not filled with the Spirit if you're inconsistent. Galatians 5, please. Verse 23, gentleness. Gentle doesn't mean weak. Self-control. Touch the name and say, control yourself. Stop talking about so-and-so made me do it. You must be pretty weak then. Against such, there is no law. Father, today, we pray that as we go another further in this series, that we would be fi- not only filled with your spirit, but, Father, that we would bear the fruit of being filled with your spirit today so that we don't have to keep going over the same lessons over and over and over again, but that we can interrupt cycles, that we can interrupt destructive patterns so that we would bear the fruit of being spirit-filled. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're in this series called the Holy Spirit, which the substratum of it is it's the God in you. And I encourage you to catch up on the first few messages on YouTube or Facebook or even on auto message in our mobile app. So far, we've learned that there are three experiences you can have as a Christian. You'll notice I've started every message this way because I need you to get this. I need for you to not just be excited. I need for you to also be informed. I need for you not just to be, the scripture says don't just excite the sheep, it says to feed the sheep. So it is my job to ensure that you are fed and that you are fed well. Because at the end of the day, being excited is nice when you're in church, but when you're out living life, you can't just be excited. You're going to need some information so you can do something about your situation. So, three experiences we can have as Christians. The first experience is salvation, which is the same thing as being born again. It's the same thing we use this term here at Harvest, making a decision to become a Christian. We've learned that this is when we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. It's the beginning, not the ending. You'll see one of these beautiful Harvest mugs that's available in the Harvest store online and mobile app. You'll see that it's got our seal on there. You see the V on there? Get a close-up, please. You'll see the V on Y'all see the V right there? hold on okay there you go you see to me okay that's our seal say the seals right there this is what happens when you become a christian if you've got god's seal here's the problem though did you see how tossed it was did you see how easy it was to toss it did you see how easy it was to throw it around did you see how easy it was watch this even though it was sealed because it was filled it couldn't hold its ground so that when a storm came, it just moves. So that when issues came, it just gets thrown around. So so, so, watch this. Salvation is just the beginning, not the ending. Because there's nothing to hold you. There's nothing to root you. There's nothing to ground you. Because you are tossed to and from. Which is why we have the second experience, which is when we are filled with the spirit when we're filled with the spirit it's the same thing as the baptism of the holy ghost or the baptism of the spirit or being spirit filled which by definition we've learned is to be filled with god's breath god's mind god's whim and god's soul all of that is in us and in scripture the spirit is likened unto water so check it out i've got his seal that's first experience but we saw how easily you can be tossed around Got it? Which is why this is such an important series because for some of you, watch this, because you won't keep your field. That's why you keep going through the same mess over and over and over again because the moment something comes against you, you just get tossed around like a little rag doll. But I came to speak life into somebody and say, your days of being tossed to and fro are over. Your days of being up one day, down one day are over. Your days of being stuck in depression and discouragement are over. That only happens because you are not feel, and if you've been filled, you don't stay feel. Feel When you're filled with the Spirit, now living water. Somebody say living water. living water. Now living water is on the inside of you. Which means now if I throw this, it's going to be a whole different dynamic. It's going to be a different dynamic. Got it? Okay. But here's the truth about life. Here's the truth about life. It's as you and I go through life, just like this cup is filled, if I was to leave this cup out, this water on its own would do what? Evaporate. Okay, On its own. So if nothing happens, it's what evaporates. But here's the truth. We all know life can start to happen. And as life starts shaking and rocking and rocking and shaking, all of a sudden now what you were filled with is now spilled. And so now what you were filled with is spilled. And now it's spilled out on the table. And so now check it out. That's why we have the third experience as Christians, which is when we are refill. Because here's the truth. Stuff spills out. Life happens. Kids happen. Judases happen. Betrayal happens. Loss happens. Change happens. Y'all not talking to me. You thought it was going to be the best day of your life. It ended up being your worst thing. So now you're even scared to speak. It's going to be a great day because you don't want to get your expectations up high. And so, so, so life happens and now you've got stuff that's all around you. And what you were filled with is now spilled. So check this out. Even though you have his seal, you are lacking some of what he filled you with. And your dichotomy is you're trying to figure out how is it that God is so great? How is it that God is so awesome and it seems like I'm going through life and I'm just tired, I'm this, I'm weak, I'm worried, I'm sad. And God is saying, you need a refill. And here's what I love about God. When God fills stuff, he says this, I'll fill you so that your cup overflows. Why is overflow necessary? Because overflow, here's what I learned about something. If I was to put something in there, if I kept pouring fresh water, if I was to put food coloring in there, if I kept pouring fresh water, then what would happen is then even the stuff that got in me to contaminate me, even the stuff that got in me to contaminate the water, it would be cycled out. It will be washed out. Here's what you need to know. God says, I don't want you to simply be in some dry mundane Christianity. I need you to walk with me in such a way that every day you're filled, and every day you're refilled, and every day you're filled after that. See, God says i need you to be so filled with me that when stuff comes your way come here a couple of messages ago you are purely unbothered why are you unbothered because i got so much overflow from the lord that i don't have time to deal with your jump. i don't have time to deal with your drama i don't have time to deal with your mess i don't have time to deal with your issues Stop the neighbor high five say sometimes you need a refill yeah, if you're feeling stressed, it's because you need a refill. If you're feeling down, it's because you need a refill. And that's one reason church attendance is so important. I don't know how people live without church because, baby, if I couldn't come get a refill, I don't know what I would do. We've learned that when you are spirit-filled, there are seven miracles that happen. You should remember by now. I'm going to hit them real quick. One is he lives in you. Say he lives in me. Two is he leads you. His leading often contradicts your consciousness. Uh, It was the spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness. You think the spirit would lead him up to the mountaintop. Instead, the spirit led him into the wilderness because where you think you need to go is where you want to go, not where you need to go. What you think you need in what you need is what you want. And the spirit has the ability to take you to what you need so that you can get what it is that you want. But if he gives you what you want and not what you need, you'll always be wanting, never acquiring, because you didn't go through the process necessary to get what you wanted. Then he helps you. Say, I need help. In other words, every time you, I used to. If you grew up in the South and you had a big mama or big mama type figure, they would always call on Jesus. They'd be if the kids were acting crazy, if something was going on, they said, "Lord Jesus, help me, Lord Jesus." And they would always. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank you for all four of you. Okay. And so what happens is, is, is they were accessing their help. Help doesn't come from the outside in. Help comes from the inside out. So if you're not filled and you're asking for help, all you're going to do is put a strain on resources that are already depleted. But when you're filled and you ask for help, the help comes from the inside out. In other words, watch this. You can be discouraged at 8.05 a.m., but when you say, Father, since I'm filled with your spirit, I need some help right now. By 8.06, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, let me do this, let me do this, let me do this, let me do that. Why? Because my help came from the inside out. Then it means, watch this, he's your crisis manager. We've t- I've taught you about that. In the moment that you're having a crisis, the Holy Ghost will tell you what to do and how to deal with it. Have you ever seen these stories of where a crisis happens and all of a sudden people get these rushes of adrenaline and they do things that they never thought they would be able to do? I want to submit to you, when your spirit feels, you're not just moving by adrenaline. Watch this, you are moving by assignment. What does assignment mean? It's in other words, the Holy Spirit, when you're in a crisis, he will say, now listen, don't handle it this way because if you do this, you're going to get that. So when you're in a crisis and you're filled with the spirit, he'll be like, okay, do it like this. Do it like this. Don't call them right now, because that's the wrong person to call right now. I want you to do this, 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 and this. And when you're in a crisis, he'll take what was supposed to be a crisis, and he'll make you conquer right in the face of that crisis. I want to say like I said it several messages ago. He'll make you dunk right on the face of your enemy when he's your crisis manager. Somebody say, he's my crisis manager. Here's the next thing. Check this out. He reminds you. We learned in the scripture where it says that he will remind you of the things which I spoke to you. In other words, uh, after you hear several messages and after you learn several things, uh, you will sometimes run into situations, circumstances, and scenarios where you forget. Let's be honest. How many of you left church and you were super hyped, and then by about Monday, you forgot half of what you said? That's just true. You only remember about 30% of what's said in church the first time, which is why I spend the first 15 minutes of my message repeating what I'd said. Y'all not saying nothing. Why? Because for me, watch this, while it'd be great to move on to something else, I want to make sure you understood what was said so that, watch this, when the Holy Ghost needs to bring it back to your remembrance because you're in the middle of a mess, uh, all of a sudden you'll be like, "But, but wait a minute, the scripture says that my God shall supply all of my need. Now, you might forget that when you're in the middle of a need, but sometimes the Holy Ghost will have to pull it back on you and say, what are you stressed out for? What are you worried about? What you're crying for? What you're angry about? God made me a promise and sometimes you need to remember. Then he convicts you when you are wrong. God doesn't condemn us. God convicts us. Condemnation says you're so bad. See, that's what the enemy does. See, when you here's the funny thing. is The enemy will get you to, he will lure you to something and then once you do it, he'll be like, yes, look at you. You missed it. He will lure you because you're feeling a little lonely on Friday. He'll lure you to call somebody you ain't got no business calling. Then something that ain't got no business happening will happen. And then once you're done, he'll come over there and say, you're such a. Put your adjective right there. You ain't nothing. You're so weak. Now, here's the funny thing. He's the one that pulled you out there. But he knew it would work. He knew it would work because when your field gets low, your fruit doesn't show. Y'all not talking to me Sunday morning church. Say, he convicts me when I'm wrong. So what God will do, God won't beat you down. God will say, so really, this is what we're doing now? So really, I've delivered you from this, that, and the other. This is what you're doing now? Do you not know you're my son? Do you not know you're my daughter? Do you not know you're so much better than this? Do you not know you're so much stronger than this? Really, you're being inconsistent now? Really? You're so much better than the inconsistencies that you're so I love you so much. I love you, and I want you to want me like I want you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say he convicts. The other thing that happens, these seven miracles, is he affirms you. In other words, he makes you clear about who you are because you're going to deal with things that will challenge who you are. When Jesus is tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, every temptation of Satan dealt with his identity. He says, if you are the son of God, do this. If you're really who you say you are, do this. In other words, he says, evidently, you're not who you say you are. Because embedded in the temptation is a question. And the question is designed to get him to doubt who he is. If you can get people unclear about who they are, you can get them to do anything. Let me prove it to you. This is why you've had friends that you thought really loved you, really cared about you, were really there. But then all of a sudden somebody got in their ear and started making them doubt who they were. And so now they'll do anything. And you're like, how is it that you treated me like this? It's because if you can get somebody confused about who they are, you'll get cows to start bucking. You'll get, you'll get chickens to start mooing. Cause you'll confuse them about who they are. So the next time somebody comes to you with gossip and drama, say, "Wait a minute! You must think I'm a trash can, baby! You got me twisted. I am not the one because I know who I am because I've been affirmed." Somebody holler, "I've been affirmed!" Not only do those seven miracles happen, but here's what we've learned: there's six benefits. You remember the six benefits? I'm gonna give them to you again. I know you remember them. I'll give them to you again. First, he gives us power. Shout power! Shout power, Dallas! Shout power, Denver. Shout power, everybody everywhere. Then he prays for us. I'm going to do a whole message about that. He gives us gifts. I'm going to do a whole message about that. He keeps us focused. He refreshes us, and he gets us through what wants to destroy us. We've learned that to walk in both the benefits of being spirit-filled and the seven miracles of being spirit-filled, that we have to yield. Okay? Now, Acts 7.51. Stay with me, 9.15. Acts 7.51. It says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. Stiff-necked means you're stubborn. You know what I've discovered? Most stubborn people are normally people who haven't accomplished very much. In fact, some of the most difficult to change people are people who have nothing to lose by changing, but they're so attached to the little they don't, they actually have to. Oh, I'm just scared to change. You ain't got nothing now. The heck are you scared of? You ever seen somebody like that? You've been to, I mean, I mean, that, that just holds you like, listen, I got this great opportunity, I'm not sure. You ain't working now. What the heck do you have to lose? I want you to come take a look at this car. I'm just scared. I don't want to come. Really? You walked here. What do you have to lose by looking? just your and say don't be stubborn don't be stubborn when you are stubborn the only way God can get change in you is he can't give you breakthrough watch this he has to break you and I don't I know oh God I wish I just need to check the room and see if there's a few people in here that say God I don't need you to break me anymore give me breakthrough but I don't need you to break me Lord I'm pliable somebody holler "I'm I'm pliable if you become stubborn you can't get breakthrough he has to break you so this is what he says to him. He says, you're stubborn and you're uncircumcised. That, that, that means, he says, you're in your heart. Heart in scripture is your mentality. So he says, there's something wrong with the way you think. He said, in fact, he says, you think like an uncircumcised person. Uncirc- uh, circumcision was a sign of the covenant. So let me say it another way. He says, you don't actually have the mentality of a believer. You don't have the mentality of a Christian. He says, not only is your mentality whack, he says, but your listening is bad too. He says, you're stubborn, you don't think like a Christian, and you don't listen. He says, and you always, let's say at 915, resist the Holy Spirit. He says, listen, you got his seal, but you resist his feel. And he says, and listen, here's the trip about it. Here's why you think it's okay. Your whole bloodline's been doing it. He says, as your fathers did, so do you. But I think at this 915, there's some curse breakers in here. I think at this 915, there's some interruption to the dysfunction in their bloodline. I think there's some people that say, I don't care what happened to the generations before me. I declare as for me and my house, we will not resist the Holy Ghost. Say, Lord, help me yield. So, so how do we do that? We've learned from Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways. How many of them? All. How many of them? All. What does all mean in Greek? All. What does all mean in Hebrew? All. What is it in Spanish? All. Just go with me. What, what is all in Spanish? Todos. And what does that mean? All. What is all in English? All. What is all in Creole? I don't know, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody Google it and tell me what it is. Somebody holler all. That was really good, but I said holler. Somebody holler all. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now, we've learned so far, I've already taught you this, that 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 word acknowledges to yada. It literally means to give him permission to lead you, then to respect his leadership, and then to follow his leadership. Many people, hear me, they do not actually, God isn't actually your Lord. He's your Savior. He got you out of hell, but you live in hell because you won't listen. But today. today. Yo, God, I wish I had a church in there. Somebody holler, but today. today. It means I give you permission to lead me, Lord. Then I respect your leading. Then I follow your leading. So watch this. Leadership is very interesting because it is very different than management. Leadership, leadership, watch this, watch this. Here's something I've evolved in. Here's something I've evolved in is that if you're too much to deal with, then you're just too much. I don't want to waste my time trying to lead somebody that, don't, that ain't never been nowhere and they're trying to tell me how to get there. You're, you're just too much. So be encouraged and thank God for you. Oh, just so you know, touch your neighbor and say, "Bishops evolving. I just decided I'm not going to be trying to grab nobody by the hand. Come on, let's go to the promised land. If you want to stay stuck in Egypt and be broke, busted, and disgusted and be messed up, down, stay over there. Because I don't have time. I refuse. I just refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Management is, okay, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Okay. Got it? Okay. Here's leadership. Boom. I gave it to you. Now, get it done. Handling. When we give God permission to lead, what we're saying is, God, I'm not going to micromanage you. Because I trust you know what you're doing. Whenever you have to micromanage somebody, it's an indication you don't trust them. And what you need to do is get somebody you can trust. Oh, preach to you. Get somebody you can trust so that you don't have to spend your life. "Did Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? That's what we do with God. You try to manage him. God, I ain't seen that breakthrough yet. God, you know the first is coming. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get up. God, it's coming. God, God, God. you see that person still talking about me and you ain't done nothing. God, you see that situation still going on and you ain't done that. And God is like, so you're trying to manage me? You need to watch this. You need to give me permission. Touch your neighbor say, give him permission to lead you. Yeah. That means I'm not trying to micromanage God. And so when I don't see something where I want it to be, well, I trust him with it, which means I yield. Somebody say I yield. yield. Then it means, then I got to respect his leadership. Here's what respecting leadership means. If that's what he said, watch this, that's what it is. We live in a culture that makes us question stuff that's way above our pay grade. Got quiet there. We live in a culture that makes us question stuff that we don't even have the ability to figure out. So, so God is like, so, okay, this is what it is. You're healed. Well, Lord, what do you mean, well? What do you mean, but? It is what I said it is. Okay, but then, then not only is it uh, permission to lead, then I got to respect it, then I got to follow that leadership. Following that leadership means, when he says jump, here's my response. How high, not just how high, how high, what shoes on? In other words, I want to simply make it my business to follow, not to lead. Because when you lead yourself, you lead yourself into a ditch. When he leads you, he says, I'm leading you always. Come here, scripture. It says he always leads us into triumph. He always leads us into victory. That's when he's leading. But if you're in charge, touch your name and say, you already know. So, 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 in Galatians now, I'm just about through in Galatians, the Apostle Paul is dealing with these folks. And I've given you context. I mean, they just got all these issues. They were doing really good. In Galatians 3, he says, you were running well. Who hindered you? This other group of people come in. They start preaching stuff contrary to what Paul is preaching. They start saying stuff contrary to what Paul says. And so he writes them this letter. I and mean, when he writes this letter, can I just be honest with you? When he writes them this letter, Paul is pretty much ticked off when he's writing the letter. Because Paul is like, I'm having to birth you again. He was like, I already labored to get you saved. I already labored to get you filled. But now we're going back over the same elementary stuff again because you let somebody come up and give in your ear. And when they got in your ear, they messed with your sphere. So, 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 so. Now we're in Galatians 5. 16. Three points. I'm going to do it like a Baptist preacher today. I got three points. How many points? Three points. Here's point number one. Proof your spirit is when your flesh is dead. Galatians 5.16. Watch what it says. I say then, walk in the what? Spirit. Walk in the what? Spirit. Come on, Galatians 5.16. He says, I said walk in the spirit. Say it again. Walk in the spirit. Here's what walk means. Be occupied with. Live life by and follow the spirit. So we just learned how to do that, right? Yield. You see what he says? He says, so here's what he's really saying. I say then, yield to the spirit. Watch this. And you shall not fulfill the lusts or the desires of the flesh. Look at me. Your flesh is your nature. It's your Adamic nature. Adamic. A-D-A-M-I-C. Adam's nature. What's Adam's nature? To do wrong, complain, and blame. That's Adam's nature. Do wrong, complain, and blame. Say it with me. Do wrong, complain, and blame. One more time. Do wrong, complain, and blame. That's Adam's nature. That's his nature. So Paul says if you would stay yielding to the spirit, you would not do wrong, then complain and blame. Look at verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. In other words, they're fighting all the time. The spirit that you're filled with Hates your flesh. Ooh, but your flesh hates the spirit that you're filled with, which is why sometimes you will fight within you, and it's because, watch this, what's going on is that your field has been depleted. So then here's my question. What's taking the space of that emptiness there if you didn't refill it with the Holy Ghost? If you didn't refill it with the Holy Spirit, you know what that is? Your flesh. Y'all not talking to me this morning. Uh, touch your neighbor. Say, I gotta stay spirit-led. You yeah, gotta stay spirit-led. I've made too many mistakes to waste my time now. Life is too precious to spend it not being spirit-led. It says they're contrary to one another. Look what the last part of the verse says. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Wait a minute. He says, You wanna do right. You wish to do right, but hoping and wishing ain't planning and doing he says you wish to be kind but your flesh has been so abused that you are just a nasty cantankerous and curt and just generally stank all of that simply means you're not nice are you hearing what i'm saying are you hearing what i'm saying well, watch this. He says, he, says, he says, so that you do not, things, do not do the things you wish. Look at me. The flesh wants a fix, but the spirit wants fruit. Yeah. <laughs> the flesh wants to feel good for the moment. The spirit wants you to be good for life. Here's the problem. Fruit takes time to grow. A fix is instantaneous. It is so much easier to just cuss you out and say, I apologize later, yeah. than to simply walk in the spirit and not cuss you out. Now... I'm out of time. I got to get them for Harvest U. Harvest U is about to start in a little bit, so I'll deal with that fifteen. until said. That would be so much easier. So It'd be so much easier to just find you somebody on some computer love website and just have a one-night stand than to actually be chased and keep yourself. Y'all ain't talking to me. Than to keep yourself so that you can find what you actually really want. It may be plenty of fish, but I'm going to tell you, they catch Say amen to that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a fix. You. I'm working on the series for 2019. And we're going to do Relationship Revolution again. We're going to do the 2019 version. And one of the messages is called, I've already worked on it. I worked on it last night. And one of the messages is called Computer Love. Doom. 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 do, Doom. 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 Ooh. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch watch this, watch this, watch this? This? this. The flesh wants a fix. The spirit wants fruit. And fruit takes what? Time. A fix is Instantaneous instantaneous. Verse 18, but if you are led, what does that mean? You stay filled with the Spirit, you're not under the law. So he's dealing with another issue that I don't want to jump into today. He's dealing with another issue. He just says, if you're led by the Spirit, then you don't have to worry about doing right or wrong because the Spirit will always lead you to right. Here's my second point. To see the fruit stay filled. To see the fruit stay filled. To see the fruit stay filled. Now, look at verse uh, 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 19. Actually, I got ahead of myself. Let me give you another second point. I want to give you this one. Proof you stay spirit-filled is when your fruit is revealed. Proof you stay spirit-filled is when your fruit is revealed. Verse 19. Y'all with me? All right. I gave you the third point in advance. So when we get to it, you should be ready. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Say a fix. Fix. If you want to fix. Here it is right here. (laughs) Boy, y'all know that song. Don't Google it. Don't the actions of your flesh are evident he's like here's how you know you're not being spirit led because you won't stay spirit filled adultery he says you cheat because you aren't filled it's too quiet in the church now if everybody's "Bishop, i ain't married that don't apply to me adultery means breaking your agreements you promised you'd be here. You promised you'd do this. You said you'd do that, but you can't be counted on. Says, because you won't stay filled. Because if you stayed filled, the Holy Ghost would say, you said you'd do this. Now, keep your word. Touch your neighbor and say, keep your word. Y'all got to preach with me because I only got three minutes left. Watch this. Fornication, not sex before marriage. He says, the reason you justify getting frequent uses out of that cow and ain't bought the cow is because you won't stay spirit filled and after a while if you keep letting them use the cow they ain't gonna want that cow no more they're gonna want a brand new one and you wonder what changed what changes? don't nobody want nothing that don't cost nothing let me talk over here because the rest of the church ain't saying nothing i'm just telling you i'm gonna tell you everything's gonna change as long as you free And I can't believe he take her to the movies, he'd take her to the show, he take her to do this, he bought her a house. he did it. Because she called something, she said, you ain't give nothing. Okay. Uncleanness. Lewdness. Idolatry. That's when you make something else a God. I, I got to move fast. Sorcery. Oh, God, I wish I had time to deal with that. Sorcery. Oh, I, don't I don't have time. I don't have time. Hatred contentions, jealousies, outbaths of work. You know why you're jealous? Because you're not spirit-filled. If you were spirit-filled and you stayed filled, you wouldn't compete with nobody else. You'd be like, go! Go! Do it! 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 Why? Because I'm not jealous of you because I'm doing what God's called me to do. You do what God's called you to do. I'm rooting for you. You root for me. I pray for you. You pray for me. I'm not jealous! Yeah! It, it, it is, it is. Watch this, watch this. I got to hit It is. It, it is. Selfish ambitions. Selfish ambitions. Selfish ambitions. He said, everything you do, it's always benefiting you at the expense of anybody. So you'll not do what you're supposed to do and don't care that it affects the rest. Okay. Preach, preach, Bishop. This, this man is preaching. Dissensions. Oh, God, this one I'm going to get into. A dissension is when you make a click with out-of-order people. See, so dissensions happen on your job. They can even happen in church. Watch this, where you'll get around some other out-of-order people, and y'all make a little click together to be all together out-of-order. It happens in families. Watch this. On Thursday, you saw the dissension because they got over here and had their little out-of-order. We don't go to church. We don't tie. We don't give clip. And you was over here. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Heresies, those are crimes against the church. When people treat God's church and God's man any old kind of way and they think it's okay, God says that's because you're not spirit-filled. Oh, God, preach, Bishop. Envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries. Okay, can I deal with reveries real quick? I'm out of time. Can I deal with reveries? Reveries means (laughs) what's this? What is this? Mm. Y'all looking? A reverie. Means strange parties, but watch this. If you break it down further, it means orgies. Watch this. Watch this. You'll say, Bishop, I ain't never been one of those. You ain't talking to me. Ooh, but the people you get around, what you don't understand is the conversation you have is a form of intimacy and you're having it with strange people. So you didn't pick up, watch this, some CTDs, conversationally transmitted diseases. And so, So now they got you doubting the word they got you doubting God they got you doubting scripture and you uh, and the like so then Paul's like and everything else similar to this stuff of which I'll tell you beforehand just as I told you in the past those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God he didn't say no notice specifically he says they will not inherit the what kingdom who God says you are, what God says you can have. He says, if you make these things your practice, because you refuse to say spirit-filled, so if you don't say spirit-filled, you're not say spirit filled you are not spirit what Okay? Because what's the difference here? See, if that's all the spirit right there, what's that hot air? Flesh. So now who's in charge here? Well, whoever wants to be. And you notice who normally wins? The flesh does. Why? Because it's on top. So, what does that mean? It's closest to the exit. Got it? So, so, what normally wins? What's easiest? Praying about it? Worry about it. Worry is so much easier. No, it is, because that way I feel like I'm doing something. Y'all ain't talking to me. I, I, I got to finish. Such a neighbor say, and he's getting ready to close. Verse 22 But the fruit of the Spirit. So so Paul is like, all of these things, and I'm going to read it to you in the Message Bible, because I like the way the Message Bible defines some of the words. But the fruit of the Spirit, he says, this is how you know you're staying filled, because you walk with love. You have joy. You know what joy means? Joy means I'm unbothered. Joy means I'm unbothered. But you know, so and so, so -so, mm, I'm praying for him. Ain't really got nothing to do with me, though. Say joy. joy. Won't it give you joy? <laughs> is there any <anybody>? what's <laughs> Okay, I'm joking. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. Patience ain't waiting. It's how you act while you wait. If you're one of these waiters, okay, touch your neighbor and say, which one are you? Here's patient people. Give me waiting music, please. Here's Impatient. Give me some different type of weight music. I was just trying to wait on where the beat was. I, 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 was, just, I was just waiting. Here's Impatient. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all mess up my analogy. Been watching Discovery Channel. Watch. <laughs> I found out. Just pray for me. I found out I got Puerto Rican in me. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, when you do the DNA test, you think you're this, that, and the other. And so I did the test, and they said this, this, and, that. and then. So did some further research. I said, okay. Yes. So you better know it's 2019, it's gonna be on. You're come in, okay. Uh, I'm being funny. Touching him and say, Stay with Bishop. Patient isn't, listen to me, Dallas. Patient is not waiting. I'm waiting on the Lord. But you complain the whole time. But you're mad the whole time. You cussing the whole time. You're... God is like, watch this, you haven't been patient, therefore your waiting hasn't started. Let me talk over here because they ain't listening to me. When you're not patient, God says your waiting hasn't actually started. So you'll say it's been 10 years. God says, no, it hasn't because the whole time you've been complaining. You haven't been waiting, you've been complaining, and you haven't been patient. But if you stay spirit-filled, you'll stay spirit-led. And so whether they complaining, you'll say, this is for my good. Uh, Lord, I don't understand why it seems like it's taking so long, but it's for my good. Delay is not denial, and maybe delay is preventing me from going into some destruction. Somebody holler, thank you for patience. Then it means kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You know what faithfulness means? Consistency. We live in a time where people major at being inconsistently. Let me say it another way. We major at being consistently inconsistent. In a few weeks, people are gonna be ready to make New Year's resolutions. And let me tell you what most people are gonna resolve. I'm going to the gym every day at 5:45 in the morning. I'm only gonna eat this, that, and the other. And because I gotta get my body together. I gotta live my best life. <laughs> I ain't messing with you. <laughs> going to the gym, living my best life. By the 5th of January. Them gyms will be empty. People talk about, I'm not today, though. Because, and then we'll come up with excuses. Here's how you know you're not spirit-filled, but I got kids. And, you're the only one? Really? Let's not use that, right? Don't use that. Don't. Don't. I watched a single mama raise three kids and get the job done because of the help of the Holy Ghost. So if you say, Bishop, I'm a single mom, I'm a single daddy, guess what? God says, I can trust you to get the job of two people done, and you're only one person. Don't complain about it. Just stay spirit-filled so you'll stay spirit-led, and God will take you to the top. Somebody holler, yeah. Watch, watch. Faithfulness, consistency, consistency, consistency. The other night, they had me out in the streets. Hand out there in them streets on Thursday night. Now, fair fair disclosure, I volunteered to ham out there in them streets. <coughs> and so we drove basically to Wyoming <laughs> to go <laughs> to do shopping for Friday, because I said, I'm not doing it Friday. Friday, I'm getting ready for 2019. So I said, I'm not doing it Friday I said, so we're gonna do it tonight. And I said, you pick one store, or one area of stores, and that's it. I said, and we'll leave at seven. We'll be back uh, at 9, and then somebody negotiated and got 9.30. <laughs> now, full disclosure, we didn't get back to midnight. But that was my choice, though, because I saw some other stores. I said, well, now, wait a minute. Let me go over here. Let me go here. Just to look. I like to look. Price it out. Good values. Touch on everybody and get a good value. Yes. Is there anybody in here that believes in a good value? <laughs> got to get a good value. And so, and so um, they had me out there on the streets on Thursday night. And, um, and after doing all that, I became hungry. Problem was, is 10.45. We ate, we ate dinner, because in the South, you don't eat Thanksgiving at 6 and 7. It's called Thanksgiving dinner, but that's not what it is. It's Thanksgiving late lunch. <laughs> so we ate at 3 o'clock. Now, y'all know y'all tell people, too, but you know they never ready until 3 <laughs> Can I get a witness, Dallas? Y'all, can I get a witness, we You, you We gonna eat, baby. We gonna eat at about two. I don't, ain't nobody even there. Macaroni and cheese ain't even there at three thirty. So, touching stay with Bishop. So, at ten forty-five, we walked past the food court. I was like, hmm. Well, it is Thanksgiving. I said, I, I'm hungry. I've been walking around. These people had the nerve to ask me to stand in the line to get in the store. It ain't nobody in the store. I said, I we walking, it's cold too. It's so cold. I don't like wearing coats. Don't let this fool you. I don't like coats. I had on a hoodie. Stay with me. Somebody in the group comes back with a hot dog. I smell the hot dog. I look over at the hot dog. I'm like, well, they eating. And so in my mind, I start making all these calculations about how I can justify eating at 1045. Watch this. What I've committed to being faithful to is to not eat after 6 p.m. That's me. So I'm going all these calculations, and they don't know that I'm doing all these calculations in my head. I just ain't saying nothing. Because I'm hungry. <laughs> Haven't eaten since 3:30. And here's what I had to do. Touching and say, What did I have to do? I had to decide to be consistent to what I committed to. So literally. Everybody walking around eating their little cheese sandwiches, they hot dogs and all this. I just smelled it and said, mm. <laughs> wait until tomorrow morning at 6.30 when I can eat a give. Watch this. Because when you decide to be consistent to something, I don't care what calculations your flesh makes, you have to decide, but I have determined to be faithful. And because I've determined to be faithful, I can't do it just because it's convenient. Even if it's convenient, I've got to be consistent. Would you shake your neighbor's arm and you going to shake it off? And say, be consistent, even if inconsistency is convenient. Here's my last point, to see the fruit stay filled. Verse 24, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. He said they've killed it, not killed, killed. That's like a little mixture of Southern and Compton. (laughs) And those who are Christ have killed the flesh with its passions, watch this, and its desires. So what do I do? So life happens, get, get full of a little hot air. It's easy to fulfill the flesh of the, uh, the lust of the flesh, but if I stay still, all of a sudden, now when I was going to do wrong, I'm full of right. When I was going to act crazy, I'm full of sound mind. When I was going to give up, I'm full of power when i couldn't take it anymore and wait a minute since i'm staying filled now i'm overflowing you know what the overflow is so that i use my life to bring somebody else back to life that's why people want to be around you they're trying to catch your overflow would you touch your neighbor say i'm so filled i got overflow come on dallas i'm so filled i got overflow i got overflow and it gives me life and life more abundantly somebody say yeah I want to read you that same series of verses I'm done. And if you're going to take harvest you today, you're going to take it right after church. Y'all want me to keep going. So that's why I took a little bit more time. Look what he says. It's the message Bible, the same series of verses. They're going to put them up in the new King James version. And you'll see how the message Bible uh, parallels. Y'all ready? It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic so religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, a temper, an impotence to love or to be loved. Divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled, uh, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know, if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. But what happens if we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives. Much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard, things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. He says, when your spirit feel and you stay feel, you're going to bear some fruit. Now lay your hands on yourself. Say your name. Denver, Dallas, everywhere. Say your name. You said it? Say, it is now time to bear fruit. The fruit of staying spirit-filled. When I stay filled, I stay led. When I stay led, the flesh is dead. It's time for fruitfulness. In Jesus' name. 915, would you give God a praise for the words you've received today?
1: Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10, that's V I A T O R 10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.